to Warzone Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's last-born audio child, ready to take you back behind Verdansk Stadium and shoot you in the face. We're here to keep you updated on all things Warzone every fortnight and give you some of our favourite stories from the Boneyard. I'm James Law and joining me is Ed Thorne. So Ed, how's it been going? Yeah, it's been going alright. Um, quite an average, average time for us all, I think. But um, I've been dropping into the Warzone a fair amount with you lot. And yeah, we've been we've been exploring yeah, quite a bit. It's uh, it's been good. Well, I say good. It's been, I'd say, average to bad a lot of the time. It's mainly been me running with a gun, freezing, and then seeing dev colon, then just four random numbers. Um, yeah, just massive errors, loads of crashes. It's been interesting in the war zone for me. Um, so I just had to do a little. Uninstall, reinstall, very exciting things. Very exciting. <laughs> you hate to see it happen. To be fair, it is always entertaining watching uh, Ed just like, you know, running like he's on a mission somewhere and then he just like keeps running and then just runs into a wall and stands there for a bit before like disappearing. Um, it's a, a great shame. Yeah. The Discord is The Discord is still working. But yeah. Ed's just not. <laughs> I'm just like, you can just, it's all in turmoil, basically, the Discord at that point. There's a lot of anger, a lot of. A lot of hate um, sort of directed <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, and then I just log off. <laughs> War. War always changes. This section is Warzone. Warzone always changes. So we're going to talk a bit about the latest updates in the Warzone, what's been going on, what's uh, what new things you can expect. And yeah, so last time around, you might remember we were talking about... Uh, Zombies have been added to the shipwreck area of the war zone in Verdansk, and that was a uh, you know fairly exciting. You know you could you could have little scraps with zombies and get rewards from it, and that was that was all good. Um, and we were, we were saying last week, I think you know hopefully that'll uh, they'll iterate on that idea a little bit, and you know maybe make the zombies spread across the map or something like that. Um, how how has that happened? Uh, does that has that happened for us? Um- yeah, so we was, we thought that the zombies, as they do traditionally, they infect other people, and then they you know they multiply and spread all over the shop. But in Warzone, um, they they're more like hermit crabs, I'd say. They have just <laughs> they have moved home. They've they've moved from shipwreck, and they have literally just gone across the road to prison. It's not even closer. It's like further out. It, like out into the outskirts of the map, like it's not like they're going for the populated area in the inner city either. That they're, they're like they're going away, <laughs> and they—that's all they've done. They've 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 abandoned shipwreck, so that's no longer a zombie zone anymore. They've moved into prison, and that's that's all we've got. Yeah, it's sort of broken. It's it's broken a plunder somewhat as well because you can just if you are in the zombie area, you can just keep on killing zombies and getting loads of money and like quite easily winning plunder. Um which is a bit uh you know of a side effect I guess of a of a wider problem of zombies in Warzone not really doing a lot. Yeah, I think we're just feeling a bit deflated, right? I don't know. I do yeah, because I remember last week a lot of I mean I know we were excited and a lot of people in the community were excited like, oh wow, there's there's zombies, there's a little screen on the zombie thing that says five percent complete zombie infestation or whatever and we're like oh wow maybe the zombies will 
you know, let's, maybe the zombies will get out and they'll explore everywhere and then they'll take over the whole of Verdansk and then something big's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, we've not seen that, unfortunately. Yeah, it feels a bit like if anyone's played Overwatch before, it feels like those Overwatch ARGs or ARGs or whatever you call them, where the new heroes would would come out or they'd be teased before they were released. And those teasers would literally last for like decades where you'd have like a newspaper <laughs> clipping on a map, which would say like Sombra on it or something. And yeah. then Sombra would release like five weeks later down the line after you've seen her face on computer screens every couple of weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, it feels a bit like that, where it's just this kind of endless build up to something that we thought was going to happen last season, or at least the start of this season. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people thought, all right, maybe we're getting... Because we already sort of... There's been leaks to say that the map's going to be the Ural Mountains, the Fireteam Dirty Bomb maps, and it's going to be huge and, you know, very exciting. Uh, but because people have known that for a while, it means that the longer it takes to, for it to actually happen, the less excited we're actually going to still be by that time. You know, we'll still post take that in the Discord when it, when it does happen, and it will be the greatest day of our lives. But I don't know, it's... Uh, it is taking its time. And speaking of which, moving on from the zombies, we are expecting, well, a lot of people in the community have been expecting a giant nuke event, which um, maybe it seems like the zombies was building up to. So you've got zombies taking over Verdansk and then maybe they take over the whole thing and then you nuke Verdansk and then everyone there's dead and you go to the other map or something. Yeah. The Ural Mountains. But yeah, the the... <laughs> And they keep opening up nuclear missile silos around Verdansk and, uh, you know, seeing all sorts of uh, all sorts of explosives and, you know, teases. But alas. Yeah, the missile silos, they're not opening. Uh, they're, well, they're opening and they've got some like little boxes in there where you can get armor plates and stuff. But, yeah, that's true. They... Um, but yeah, they're they're unfortunately not launching at the moment, which is the um, I guess that's the issue that a lot of us are. I don't know. It's sort of just yeah, we're just used to nothing happening at this point. Yeah, we're just stuck in this endless cycle of well, presumably the computer screens which tell us that this zombie infestation is ongoing. It's going to move from five percent to six percent. Yeah. Uh, where do you reckon the zombies are going to go next? They'll go, they've gone from the shipwreck to prison. Um, where do you go when you just come out of prison? Like, I don't know. I assume they'll go... Go to the military base. Yeah, they might go to military base. They might even just go again across across the road to farmyard or farmland or whatever it's called. Or they just go back into the shipwreck and just leave on the boat. Yeah, it's just it's just tiring waiting for this this nuke to go off. Um, and again, it's it's been teased, so we don't actually know for a fact that these missile silos are gonna, you know, open up. A missile is gonna fly out, and this place is gonna get nuked. Um, so <laughs> it could be. Just what we do know from from like some leaks is that there's gonna be. I believe it's called plague mode or something like that, which is gonna be a mode where. Zombies do take over, and if you win, you get X-Field, and if you lose, you get uh, Verdansk gets nuked or whatever. Um, and so the worry there is that maybe there's not actually going to be a big event happening. That's just all of this nuke stuff is just part of this, maybe part of this game mode that's happening, um, which would be an interesting, uh, interesting shout. 
But we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see what does happen next. I guess sort of slightly similar to the Nuke event is the reason why a lot of us are expecting so many changes um, in Verdansk and in Warzone. Um, and I think that is because of the constant and inescapable looming figure, a terrifying spectre known as Fortnite Battle Royale. Uh, and in, in a recent interview with Inverse, um, one of the Call of Duty League executives uh, had, an, uh, had an interview and said that they are not trying to see Fortnite as one of their major competitors, I believe they said, which I guess I guess that does make some sort of sense because if they did see Fortnite as one of their major competitors, they would be very much behind on a lot of things. Fortnite's always changing things. You know, they got, you know, let's chuck Lara Croft and Neymar in there. Like, yeah, let's, maybe they would put, I don't know. Yeah, the Fortnite is just an endless cycle, isn't it? They constantly refresh the map. I think as we're recording this season, chapter two of season six, that's how many chapters God. we're on um, and how many seasons they've gone through. Has It's gone live right now. Uh, and, and I'm just looking at the, the cover shot. I, I don't play it. Um, but there is like a chick, there's like a robot chicken. There's like Lara Croft <laughs> is in there, as you say. I think Neymar, uh, the footballer, the Brazilian footballer, is is going to be in there at some point. There is a boar and a wolf. Yeah, that map is just constantly changing for better and for worse, I think. So what, one of the quotes from this interview was, we don't look at Fortnite as a competitor. We really focused on making Warzone be the best it can be. Only Warzone could do the zombies the way we do them. Only Warzone could do the things that we have planned in upcoming seasons. Only Warzone could do the zombies the way we do them. I fear, given what we've already discussed, <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't seem brilliant. No, like, yeah, the way they've done it is... The way Call of Duty does them. I, 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 used, to, uh, I used to do my homework at school the way Call of Duty does them. Uh, <laughs> very little. <laughs> Or not at all. Um, but th- I don't know. There's there's a lot of. I-, I do see the the appeal of not not having a rival or not trying to be a rival to Fortnite as a competitor because you know maybe Warzone focuses more on on the like quote unquote realism side of things. Even though obviously uh, it's Warzone and you're getting shot multiple times and running along, and you <laughs> when you die you go to the gulag. Blah blah blah. But like you know, there's also the the idea of being in the being in the Cold War in the eighties and the like you know sticking with that identity rather than doing what Fortnite does and um, going completely batshit over basically just everything. So you know, I guess that there's a way that there's a way that that can be as much a positive as a as a negative, I guess. Yeah, it just seems like this interview um, it hasn't drawn a lot of new info out really he's basically just saying that there's there's going to be some cool stuff that warzone's never done before because it's it's new uh there's going to be some cool stuff uh and whatever a call of duty way is um which probably involves more shooting things um we love the shooting things yeah i i just hope that this zombies event 
isn't going to be more of what we're seeing because you know br- br- being brutally honest right now i think you know it's not hard to tell that we're not thrilled by it no that's the thing and i i appreciate that they're going for like a limited time event type situation and there is some change going on in the map but what that usually because it's so rare in warzone what it usually ends up being is you drop down into the new zone like this happened with stadium this happened with um with the shipwreck as well and everyone drops there for like a week or two and then after that no no one's there anymore i I think like i think call of duty could maybe look at fortnite and go hey um this this could be a competitor to us because i think it's a good thing that you know they've got their own identity or whatever but fortnite moves fast lots of new things happen i think warzone could could benefit from that um a little bit more i think i think people want verdansk to change especially since it's largely stayed the same for a whole yeah, year exactly um that's the thing there there is a fine line to tread there like you know we, we all love we all love to like have things be new and shiny but you know, if if I if I I've gone through little phases of playing Fortnite, and if I stop for two weeks and I come back, I don't know what's I don't know which way is up. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know. There's like sharks coming at you from the sea. Yeah, I, I remember actually one time we were at the office Ed, and we started playing Fortnite. They just yeah, there's sharks and boats and planes, and I'm like, whoa, whoa hang on, it's, this is a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think I do think that there is a there is a, a happy medium to be found that. Uh, that yeah, Warzone could really channel and uh, do ve- do very well, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we stick with Warzone because it's no matter how many highs and lows it goes through, it's very stable. You know what we're getting with Warzone, and yeah, I think the strong and stable. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the words chaos with Fortnite or strong and stable with <laughs> Warzone. We'll make of that what you will. Um, don't make of it that we're Tories. We're not. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, I guess it does. It does make Verdansk something of a. I think we mentioned it a bit last week. A bit of a, a happy place, if you will. A place yes. that we can always, you know, the place where everyone knows your name, and your name is Soldier. It's going to say Soldier seventy six, but that's the it's that's not the wrong some, game. No. no, it's like Captain Price. Yeah, you're Captain Price, and you're jumping in and shooting the tangos. Exactly. The Gulag, new Gulag as well. I'm tired of that one. Just as one final little talking point, bring back toilet gulag. It's just uh, this is mainly just us whining. I promise we're not going to whine <laughs> too much longer. But yeah, it's just the new gulag. I don't know what you what you make of it, uh, fellow listeners. But it's we're not having fun in the new gulag. I think partly because it's it's very large. The other one was quite small and compact, and it got things over with quite quickly. At least for me. Whereas in this one, it's I don't know. It takes. There's too many sight lines. There's too many things I need to look out for. It's too complicated for me, and I can't make call-outs for my buddies when they're in the gulag. I can't say, you know, it's to your right or to your left, and I guess that's the point of it. But I know I miss helping out my friends in the gulag. Now I kind of just look at them and throw rocks at them, and I just, I just give up. I just yeah. can't do it anymore. Well, if you beat the game looking for a story... This is your lucky day. All right, so on a more positive note, here is stories from the war zone. So we've been, uh, obviously, we've been dropping in together quite a bit. Um, and yeah, we've been try- trying our own spin on on what the established meta might be at the moment. So 
you know, as in as in all games, you've got a you've got a specific set of weapons that tend to be the best ones and that work really well. And you know that that's great. And if you want to play sweaty and do and like do as well as you possibly can, then there is absolutely nothing wrong with going to the hardcore super try hard guns. Uh, at the moment, at the time of recording, those are the FFAR1, uh, the Org, uh, the, the Cold War Org, and uh, to a lesser extent, the um, CR56 AMAX. But, um, you know, the, the meta changes somewhat frequently, which is, you know, very nice. People really want, people don't want the same guns to be good all the time. Um, but yeah, we've been we've been trying to go against the meta a little bit recently, and it has honestly been I don't know I've I've enjoyed it. You know, the, it, doing doing stuff like this when everyone's running the same weapon and doing the same thing, it makes me feel like I'm a I'm a special boy <laughs> for bringing out the Odin or something or or the M4A. I've been going back to the M4A1 recently. That that was like an old classic from um from like early Warzone. Yeah, um, the Odin especially is a real um. God, I can't think of the word now. It's like a left field pick. It really is. Like no one chooses the Odin. I swear, li- literally no one. Yeah, it's pr- proper off meta. It's because it, the Odin is for for our listeners who haven't haven't used it or or don't uh, don't warzone that much. Um, the Odin is a quite a slow firing assault rifle with not that many bullets in a magazine, but each bullet does like a stonking amount of damage. To like to the point where like you hit someone a few times and then like you're like oh okay right they're dead cool it's weird it's it feels like a assault rifle but also a bit like a sniper rifle too the amount of damage it does you can really go long range of that thing um, and just absolutely nail someone yeah you've got to be accurate with it which is like a bit of an issue especially for me but um, once you kind of get used to the Odin's like recoil and stuff and like working out how it works it's also like not very mobile like it's got the mobility stats of like a lmg or something but if you're all right with that and pair it with an smg or an ffar then i think you're good like and and that's a that's like a just one example i guess of like a fun way to play i've been actually working on a on the uh, updating the best assault rifles page for rock paper shotgun go check it out and it's honestly surprising how few of the assault rifles in Warzone are just straight up bad or unviable. Like even the the QBZ or the um or the SCAR, they're not like horrible. If you if you know what you're doing, you can do really well with them. Obviously then, you know, you're gonna get slapped down by someone running an organ FFAR. But I think the the way Warzone's guns are balanced is really quite good. Yeah bit of a left field thing but it sort of reminds me of super smash bros like you know there's no genuinely horrendous picks apart from like the uh burst assault rifle yeah i think i agree with that i think um i think call of duty gets quite a lot of shit from people like us we have been complaining a lot this episode i promise you we do like this game otherwise we wouldn't play it (laughs) yeah it gets it gets a lot of a lot of crap from us uh you know the the meta that this FFAR and this org are just dominating the meta all the time and whatnot. But I think in reality, actually, a lot of the guns are all right. They're quite fun to use. You can use them and you can be successful with them. And I think in a lot of other games, I mean, I don't know, I think in a lot of other games, that's not the case. 
Um, you can just bring a scar, which again, most people probably don't even know what that gun is. No one uses it. Yeah. Uh, and and be good with it. And I think it's, it's it's more fun. I think to play that way rather than just go with the the crowd. With the it's like a school trend. Everyone's got a everyone's got a Tamagotchi or whatever, and you're that guy <laughs> rocking a. I don't know. You're playing Snake on your Casio watch, <laughs> and you're having a great time. Exactly. Don't be a Tamagotchi. Be a snake. Yeah, that's it. Be a, yeah. It's our lesson for the day. Uh, hey, hey, lads. Uh, do you know what my favourite thing about the Electronic Wallace Show Weekly podcast is? No, I don't know. I demand you tell me. Well, it's the most PC gaming podcast. They talk a lot about games, but they sort of miss out completely on the conspiracy theories about the kidnapping of Shergar the Racehorse. Yeah, or which Japanese crime fiction you should be reading. I'm pretty sure none of them contain any anecdotes about accidentally battering a fish in front of a crowd of school children. But on the Electronic Wireless show, we talk about all that and more. So while every episode is themed around one of our favourite things in games, like the best sewer levels or the greatest fictional brands you'll also get to hear about oh i don't know uh... why it is unacceptable to pair fruit with any kind of savory food which it is why i was forced to drink an entire liter of milk straight from the carton while standing in the street in front of my house in broad daylight i think forced to is doing a lot of work in that sentence and so was I. So listen to the Electronic Wireless Show every Thursday with me, Alice Bell. Me, Matthew Castle. And me, Brutus the Milk God. Oh, his name is Nate. Uh, the Electronic Wireless Show is available on all your favourite podcatching apps. It's rockpapershotgun.com's PC gaming podcast, and it's the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And also, yeah, feel free to stop using the FFAR and org. Yeah, have fun. Still time for all of us, innit? Yeah, it's just a lot more fun playing that way. To be way. fair, it is also fun... Go and try hard as well. You know, you when you when you're going try hard and you're doing well, that is like that. What a feeling! What a feeling! Yeah, but it is like when you're doing well without the super meta weapons. That, that makes it makes you feel like, oh wow, I'm I'm actually like godlike dude. Like I'm so sick. I think as well actually that a lot of the meta is determined by like two YouTubers who clearly yeah. do their work. They do their work to be fair to them. You know, I think it's a guy called Exclusive Ace we follow a lot uh, and another guy called J-God. Yeah, there's a, there's a few there's a few very, very talented um, Warzone YouTubers who it is, to be fair, like, yeah, what you say goes if you're at that level of, um, you know, building up that community. And um, yeah, sometimes it is fun to, you know, Look at look at a video of someone doing amazingly and who's way better than I could ever be, and be like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the Odin actually. Thank you very much. Yeah, they, these two people basically just go like, hey, this gun's really strong, and then everyone starts using it. But I think actually, um, deep down, I believe that amongst the you know the assault rifles and the tactical rifles or whatever, there's there's got to be some stronger guns somewhere, you know? The thing is also, it's so marginal as well. Yeah. Uh, like, to to bring, like, people who are, you know, making the YouTube videos and stuff, I'm boiling down the stats. Those specific gun stats are important, obviously, but they're mostly important for the people for whom those marginal things matter enormously. 
And like, no offense to most players, uh, if you just hit your shots, you're going to beat your opponent. Like, realistically, because we're not in lobbies with absolute like pro players. We're in lobbies with other people like us who are going to miss sometimes. And no matter what gun they're using, there's a chance that like you can beat them with any gun because they're not like guaranteed to kill you immediately. So it is like, you know, it it is valid to, you know, focus on the meta as much as, as much as you feel like it's necessary, but you know, there's also the um yeah, there's also the fact that you're not in a you're not in a godlike lobby. You don't have to use the meta guns because your opponents aren't pros. Yeah. You're playing against people like us. Have fun. Yeah, don't know. worry. I will miss. Like <laughs> But if you come up behind me, I am not going to like spin around and like beam you to the face. Don't worry about it. I, like you're good. <laughs> you come up behind me, you just take that. Just take that. It's cool. You you outflanked me. You did a flank of Rooney. Well done. Well, they say in that we did. You know, I'd say we're top tier players now that we did get <laughs> two wins in a row. We did get two Warzone victories in a row. What a feeling that was. With um, you might remember our previous uh, previous episode. Um, we got uh, our, our character roster, I guess. Um, but our first win there was with uh, Joel in the squad, and after that, uh, Jake joined for the second game, and uh, yeah, we won two games in a row. And what a feeling that was! Yeah, I don't think we'd ever done it before. We definitely won two games in two separate sessions of Warzone, but never in you know back to back. I think it was. Yeah, but it was genuinely back to back. Like we, yeah, we've won like we've like won, lost, lost, won, or whatever, in like you know back in. Back in early early lockdown one, but um, yeah, we, we've not we've not gone yeah back to back wins before, and uh, I think everything just came together. Uh, weirdly, we you know we were talking about this earlier. We never stopped talking about our two wins in a row because it's probably our greatest <laughs> achievement. Um, but again, we even though we you know we don't stop talking about it, we can't really remember much of what happened in those games. It's all a total blur to us. Yeah, that's the thing. I do think I do think that squad that we had, uh, no offense to our other friends, was probably the strongest uh that we've got at the moment. Um yeah. You know, we we've, we've got the we've got the field marshal role of Jake, uh the occasional popping offness of Joel and uh Ed's ever evergreen great skill and my also being there. <laughs> um uh, so and I think that's the strongest we've got. Um but yeah, we just we did all just uh, sort of click and we positioned really well. So that's that's the thing. The important thing that we often actually don't do is like our positioning. We often do a lot better when we're when we know where we're going. We know we're rotating with the circle and like staying somewhat on the edge, and we can catch people out on their way in. And then we kind of like control our area of the map, which worked out really well. I do like we don't remember that much about the game, but I do remember that that is what we. That is what we did because we were we started quite close to the outside of the circle, and on the way in, um, it's kind of yeah, it's a lot. It, we found it a lot easier, I think, when we had a kind of goal rather than a you drop in the middle of the zone and then you're like, all right, now what? And then like Ed starts getting tetchy, gets an itchy trigger finger, he shoots someone who's in a better position than us, and then we're dead. Yeah, yeah, we had that one game uh, again recently where we were like running across like an open field and there was a helicopter flying (laughs) 
fairly close, I would say. And it was no pretty one... close, Ed. It was really close. <laughs> yeah. No one went to shoot, and I just thought, well, I've got a sniper rifle. Um, it's called a sniper rifle for a reason. It has bullets for a reason. I'm going to use them. Uh, I managed to get a, a, a good snipe, if I, you know, if I say so myself. Oh, it was very good. Yeah, you you killed someone straight up who was like riding in a helicopter at uh, top speed. That's very good. Yeah. Well done, man. Uh, and no, again, no one applauded me for that. It was no, just... no one did applaud him for that because you know what happened after. <laughs> <laughs> the people in the helicopter were like, "Oh, fuck these guys!" Landed the helicopter. <laughs> And like we're in a higher like higher ground than us, and we were in the middle of like a river ditch that was like an empty canal that had no cover. And they just landed the helicopter and proceeded to just kill us all immediately. <laughs> they they were minding their business. They were just going past, and Ed was like, "Nah, all right, I got this. Here we go." I'm just shocked that they decided to to land and take us on. I don't know why. I just thought that. Uh, the fact that I'd killed one of their team, I thought they'd just fly off and be like, right, well, that's that done. But I'd have done the same. I'd have stopped. I'd have stopped and be like, nah, these guys ain't getting away with this. Yeah, I guess they, I do applaud them for that. The balls they had there just to go, right, no, we're going to take you guys on and <laughs> uh, ruined my my good like snipe, to be honest. Yeah, it was a very good snipe. Shame it led to all of us dying. Uh, that's another thing as well for... Hot tip for all you listeners, trigger discipline, very, very important. If you can get a shot off on someone, but you don't reckon they'll die, but they're like running somewhere that maybe they they can't see you yet and they're running away from cover, maybe wait a couple seconds until they're away from that cover and then you can get the full kill on them. Hot tips from the war zone. Yeah, I feel like that's something I've um, I've learned, actually, as time has gone by. I feel like Jake Green, the... Um, well, Jake, the... The daddy of the group, should we say? <laughs> should we say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure he'll, he'll like that, I think. He will. Uh, he uh, he keeps me in check, I think, a lot, actually. Uh, you know, he always tells the group, right, guys, you need to ping. And it's always quite stern. Like, guys, come on, let's, let's get this together. Let's lock it in. But in particular for me, like, he knows when I'm looking at someone and I'm about to shoot them. Like, he just has the sixth sense. He knows that I'm... I'm going to get aggressive and I'm becoming impatient. Yeah. And I think he's taught me over time that, you know, just to be patient and and not to take those shots sometimes. Yeah, it's like training a dog. Like if you tell them heal enough times, they'll learn what it means. Exactly. And like you'll you'll be able to like tell instinctively like the dog whisperer like when they're going to try and run off their leash. Did you ever watch the dog whisperer? Ed? I've not watched uh, like amazingly I've not watched the dog whisperer. I've watched a lot of a lot of stuff in my time. But I've never seen that. Oh, this one's good. It's this guy called Caesar Milan. Uh, is, I used to watch it all the time, actually, like back back in the day. Uh, he like trains dogs, and he always says you got to be calm, assertive. They can feel your power through the leash. Incredible. I, yeah. Well, anyway, I, <laughs> I feel like Jake's a bit like Caesar Milan then. Yeah, Jake is like Caesar Milan. He's calm and assertive, and you can feel his power through the leash. What's his name again? Ryan. James Ryan. He dropped in with the first. We're going to finish off with some cod names. So we've got um. We've got a few here for you today, and we're just going to go through them. Uh, these are people that we've spotted in our in our travels in Warzone, uh, people we've killed or been killed by, and people who uh, we think have entertaining names. As we mentioned last week, my name on Call of Duty is James, because that's my name, and Ed's is Ledgewood, because he's Edward and he's a legend. We came up against someone else whose name was 
Silent Tony. Now, what do you think Silent Tony is like, Ed? Silent Tony immediately grabs your attention, I think mainly because it it makes me feel like he's a mafia boss. Mm, yeah. There's something sinister about Silent Tony. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with Silent Tony, <laughs> eh? Silent Tony is a mafia boss. There's something very sinister about Silent Tony. Um, it's also the fact that he's named himself Silent Tony. Does Again, d- does this person speak and is his language only through bullets? Does he... It's like, maybe. You came up against him, Ed. Do you remember anything about what he was like as a player? I think he was quite sort of quite stealthy, as you'd imagine. Uh, took me by surprise. I'm pretty certain. Oh right, did he get you? Yeah, he got me. I'm pretty oh, certain right. he sniped me in the side, um, which is a position in which I don't like to get sniped in the side. I don't mind if it's in the front, because uh, at least then I might have seen the snipe. But Silent Tony. One thing we know about Ed is he hates being sniped from the side. But Silent yeah. Tony did not respect him. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And like I'm certain that Silent Tony has a group or a gang in which he operates in and there's going to be more like talkative bill yeah i do i do fear that maybe making light of this situation will um put some of uh some people we don't want their attention on uh on our podcast um and you know if if i do wake up with a horse's head in my bed um that will uh i i now know why but we'll need to keep an eye out for silent tony definitely um, our second name this week is Hermione Danger, uh, but it's not spelled Hermione Danger. It's spelled Hermine Danger. I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I sort of appreciate the fact that they've tried to spell Hermione uh, and they've obviously rhymed Danger uh, off Granger. Uh, that's quite nice. It's a nice. It's touch a difficult there. name to spell, to be fair. You know, yeah. I, again, they that might just be an innocent mistake. Yeah, I spelled my name correctly because James is quite an easy name to spell, but um, you know, Hermione is not as easy. So yeah, and I think can't really judge that. Again, actually, um, Hermione may it may not even be a reference to uh, the Wizarding World because Hermione, no, Hermione Danger could be someone totally different actually thinking of that spelling of uh, hermine she was on bake-off i remember there was someone called hermine on bake-off she was one of my favorites last season oh oh right so, okay yeah so uh, i don't know maybe maybe it isn't a harry potter reference at all maybe it was a bake-off contestant who we've come up against in the war zone we did come across we came across hermine quite a few times actually in multiple yeah did they get like us, in, so- it was in the same lobby so it was in the same lobby i i remember i killed them in the like start bit before the before the game begins and then i said huh am i any danger and you're like huh funny name and then uh and then we i i, I think we must have come up against them in the gulag as well and also in a uh bounty contract at some point in that game like i remember seeing hermione danger's name several times bizarre maybe they uh they cast a spell yeah, well, it, I mean, in the things, Hermione does travel in time, you know, with her little w- wristwatch thingy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. movies in a while. I also don't know if there's a spell in the Wizarding World that sort of pulls two people together. The only one I know is Expelliarmus. Yeah, comment below your favourite pulling two people together spell. Oh, and, and finally... Alohomora. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say Alohomora. Alohomora. <laughs> I don't know if that's a spell. <laughs> what does that one do? 
I don't know. It probably just <laughs> um, unzips your fly or something, doesn't it? <laughs> that would be convenient. As that one does. Convenient. I feel like that probably is a spell for everything, right? Yeah, like, that's it. You don't hear about the you don't hear about the like mundane ones. No, like, you know what spell do you cast yeah, to practical? Open to shake your ketchup bowl. I don't know. Anyway, finally we've got um, our our last our last friend from the war zone. This one's from a while ago, and I've I've had it written down for quite some time because of just how much it struck me, and I I I really can't put my finger on why this name has really it's really got to me and and like lived rent free in my head for quite some time. It's been months. The name is Donkey Legs, and I don't know why. But that's I can't I see I see it in my dreams. I open my eyes and I think of donkey legs. And the next day, <laughs> all I can think about is donkey legs. Yeah. Just... Can, can you tell me more about why I? Can you tell me about why I? Why donkey legs left such an impression on me, Ed? Again, I think I'm in the same boat. I think of donkey legs, and I in my mind I'm thinking I'm look I'm. I've got like the, the latter portion of a donkey and I'm looking at the legs, but I'm also thinking about these legs playing Call of Duty and it being quite uh, erratic. Yeah, definitely erratic. Quite sort of a messy player, maybe. Yeah, and also donkey legs, but the, the, is the rest of it a human? But they still yes. play with the legs. That's it. It's like a centaur, a centaur human with donkey legs. Trying to play cob with his little freaking hooves. Yeah, well, he's that. Um, who's that person off Narnia? Who's, oh, Mister uh, Tumnus. Is <laughs> donkey legs? Do you reckon donkey? He legs does have is donkey Mr. legs. Tumnus? It is. Mister Tumnus has donkey legs, right? Mister so, Tumnus does have donkey legs. I think. Right. Yeah, and and that would might explain why he's appearing in your dreams because I I feel like Mister Tumnus is quite a supernatural guy, right? A, yeah, supernatural person. He's got magic. He's probably got magic that can open your fly. Exactly. Uh, he probably, yeah, he probably says Expelliarmus a fair amount. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whilst accompanied by uh, the the Tin Man. Is the that <laughs> is that someone in, in Narnia? That's, that's a different thing. Oh, that's a different thing, is <laughs> that's it? That's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, he's accompanied by the Tin Man and like there's that scene that he has with Darth Vader. I remember that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, donkey legs. The fact that, that maybe that's that's another thing. That's another. He's just bamboozled me there because it, it's quite erratic. Like it makes my mind <laughs> yeah, go a bit. Just, you scramble Wizard of Oz. You got Narnia. You got I, I, you know maybe Donkey from Shrek as well kicking about yes, there somewhere. Yeah, I actually yeah. Now you mention it, I think I do think of Donkey from Donkey Shrek. from Shrek would play COD. He does seem like the type. Yeah, I'm pretty certain there's a part in the movie where he's got a headset on he's playing <laughs> Call of Duty he's player. got a headset he's streaming he's saying like let's go very loudly yeah and then like he's like sitting in Shrek's house for like way longer than he should and he's like Donkey use the outhouse and Donkey's like no Shrek I need to I need to get this wall bang I don't know <laughs> <laughs> with the Odin assault rifle that is I feel it. like I feel like Donkey would use uh, Donkey be a shotgun cheeser I think yeah quite a cheeky cheeky player i think it's donkey legs uh it, it's just it's thrown off thrown us off our 
Well, on everything, really. I think yeah. it's just a mess because donkey it legs. Is. But thank you very much for listening to this episode of Warzone Audio Bang. Uh, if you want to make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe via your favourite podcasting app of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at James MacLaw and Ed is at From Edward. You can go chat to some lovely people in the RPS Discord, which is discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And you can also go buy some sweet, sweet RPS merch. Uh, we've got shirts and hoodies on the Teespring store. And yeah, for all your PC gaming needs, head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. Goodbye. Bye.